It is the Brotherly Love Podcast, Anchor.fm, all of your podcast platforms. Thanks for tuning in, as always. I am Joe O'Donnell, joined by John Francis Lawrence Mita. Johnny Mita, what's up? Oh, Joe, what's happening? What's happening? Survive, you know, survive in advance. That's kind of with me, like uh, with my uh, survivor pool pick, by the way, you know? Who'd you have? What's that? Who'd you have? I had the... We are the Commanders. Bah, 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 bah. The worst song ever, by the way. Worst commercial. Is that a ever. real song? Well, no. They that was like no. It's like we are. It's for farmers insurance and shit. Uh. So it's like we are farmers. Bah, yeah, yeah, bah, yeah, bah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then the Commanders, when they were doing their like, you know, branding and logo yeah. unveiling, oh. they're like, "We are Commanders." Bah. <laughs> I'm like, it's so bad. Yeah, it's everything so about bad. that franchise sucks. Oh, that friend talk about a dumpster fire. I mean, did you you want to talk about embarrassing? Are you gonna go after are you just gonna fade the Cardinals every week? Pretty much, dude. Yeah. I don't who do they have this week? I mean, doesn't that, matter. They're, they're on the list. I know. They're definitely a team that you're pretty sure. I mean, there's they, Yeah, they they're, they'll they're, they'll be lucky to get the four wins. Yeah, I mean they're like they're starting right. They're starting Greg Dobbs at quarterback. I mean, come on, man. I love Greg Dobbs. Oh, come on. Yeah, well, Josh so Dobbs, I'd rather have yeah. Greg Dobbs, the former Philly. To your exactly. Point. Yeah. Exactly. No, but I'm I'm definitely whoever the cards are playing, it's like the one year when Detroit. Yeah. When what? Detroit went what? 0 and 16 yeah. or 1 and 15? No, they went winless. 16. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and they were yeah. gonna throw a parade. By the way, the, the, uh Oh, the G-Men over the Cardinals is a great week to get the G-Men out of the way because they stink too. Yeah, they do. Stink. What do you think? Did huh? you did you see the bar in Milwaukee in Green Bay with the whole Jets uh, thing? Nah, you didn't I see this, it. dude. Nah. You so for those that missed it, there was a bar in Green Bay. I think they're doing it every week. I don't. It doesn't make sense to me, but if the yeah. Jets uh, lost. They were mm-hmm. the, your bar tab was on the house. Really? So people went, obviously, especially when Rogers got hurt, dude. They were just, I mean, I'd have been knowing you, you'd been getting triples. Oh my God. All right. And then, then and then they lose and or they win in overtime and everybody yeah. has to saddle up. It's like a bad game, a credit card roulette there. Buddy. Yeah, oh, that is. Wow. Talk about a bad beat. Ooh, uh. That's up there. All right, let's that get into is... the birds. They get All the right, W. Wasn't pretty, 25-20. No. Yeah, some, somebody called in WIP yesterday or the other day and said um, it was very similar to the Eagles-Bears game last year. The game Hurts got injured in out Soldier right. Field. And I think that right. final score they said was 25-20. to 20. Which would make some sense as far as just being an ugly. It was. Man, but... I heard the call. I knew exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah. Twenty-five, right. twenty. Lot to dissect. You thought it'd I be a blowout. It... I think I I'm... said twenty-seven, twenty. So I was pretty darn or twenty-six, twenty. So I was pretty darn right. close. But I don't All care right. about any of that. Um, I'll get into what I take from the game in a minute. But reaction or overreaction. Where, what are you feeling from the, the, the vibe uh, yeah. from the Eagles fans, and where do you come out on the uh, week one squeaker? Listen, I mean, I, I, I literally thought that they were – this this game was not going to be a problem. But, I mean, I think 
we've literally now come to the reality that when you have two new coordinators and, and, and you have some new personnel, it, it's probably a good time to start playing some starters in the preseason. Like just to get, I don't know, obviously they might go up against second and third teamers, but just the, the flow of communication, the flow and the rhythm as a coordinator, you know, as a play caller and a quarterback. I mean, Brian Johnson was his QB coach, but when you step up into the court, you know, becoming an offensive coordinator, it's a totally different dynamic. And I think you could just see the rust. And there was many calls where I just, I didn't understand. Like they started gashing early with the run game and then the run game disappeared. Then they just went so pass heavy. Then they got, ex- you know, they get the touchdown. They're up 16, nothing. And it's like, again, they put the hands on brakes, which just pisses me off to high heaven. Because- yeah. But let me ask you real quick. I, I don't, I don't sure. mean to cut you off because you're rolling. Yeah. But I do want to ask yeah. you. So I've been thinking about this. Sure. And this wouldn't be my method, but right. do you think when they get a lead like that, yeah. do you think they don't want to show anything? Do you think they go vanilla thinking we got this one in the bag? They take well, their foot up. off the pedal a little bit. The play All calling right. changes. The game plan changes because they're like, we're good enough to win this game against this team in this situation. We're up two scores. I know it got greasy and hairy. And maybe right. they did try and reflip the switch. You think there's anything there, almost like a preseason game? Well, we're sure. just not going to show you anything. We're up two yeah. scores, so now we just go with this approach as opposed to the right. approach we were coming in with. And again, I don't want to divert you too long, but what is that? Is that even a realm of possibility? I, I certainly think so, Joe. I mean, I I, I wouldn't say it's like completely a hundred percent true, but maybe twenty five percent. Yeah, they they just take it off, and it's like they don't. I just with the playbook, I just didn't see any imagination. And then listen, everyone knows how much I hate and can't stand it to this day. We'll never like Jonathan Gannon, but even with Sean Desai, I'm like, it, oh man, I I just hate that style. Whatever the hell it is, Vic Fangio, yeah, the the, the they play zone. It's like look at the Patriots receiver. I'm supposed to be worried about Kendrick the born identity and. I, I can't even name two other other wide receivers. I mean, it, to be well, Jalen Rieger, but I don't even know if he played. Like, I mean, I, I just, I, I just don't think that plays to our strengths. I mean, we have good cover guys. I, I just the zone. I'm just, I don't know. I, I just the play calling on both sides. I thought the defense came out early, but here's the deal. The other thing that I was kind of disappointed is we didn't get our first sack until like Jordan Davis, like into the fourth quarter, and then Jalen Carter got. Now, this is a prolific, in my opinion, defensive line. Now, again, that's also partly the scheming and the game planning by the Patriots, you know, getting the ball out of Mac Jones' hands quickly. But my thing is this. If your front four is not getting home, send some other pressures. Send some blitzes. Send a corner. Send a safety. Send something else to kind of speed him up. And maybe he makes another mistake. Then you get another turnover, perhaps, or a score. Or maybe you're, it gives you the ability to set your offense up with, you know, 35 to 50 yards to go to get a touchdown. But the inconsistency was a problem on offense because apparently they had, like, five, like, three and outs. I mean, it was brutal. But Yeah, at one point it was four in a row in the three and outs, and that hadn't happened all last year with Hurts at center, um, you know, under center. So, yeah, I guess. I will say it's right. Yeah. like, look I, I, at Detroit last year. I was we, just going to say that, dude. I go yeah. back. I almost went back. I, yeah. I, like, part of me was like, I want to listen to our podcast going into week two last year. 
Ah, oh, that's a good point. We you know, because I feel yeah. like we, I feel like we did one after Same we won. Thing. And if you know, and I and I like I, sometimes I want to call these hosts on the radio stations and be like, "Do you guys remember last year? You almost yeah. lost to a Lions team when you know it was getting hairy late after a big lead. Yes, it was different because the offense put up a ton of points, but last year the defense was getting gashed. And the Lions, right. if that game's three minutes longer, they're winning the football game. You know, exactly. so it's the same thing. It's on the road against a team that's trying to make a name for itself." And right. it's week one where you didn't play anybody in the preseason and you have two yeah. new coordinators. It's you're like, what did you expect? Right. You know, and I and I know yeah. there's there's talk. Was it execution? Was it play calling? Was it they just look sloppy? And my concern, I'm not panicking. I'm not yeah, overreacting like a lot of the people out there, right. a lot of the talking heads. Right. I, I think week three on is where this football team's going to make a tay. And I say that because of the short week here. Like, what can you really fix? I believe the leaders will help get things fixed. Like, because of Jason Kelsey and the Brandon Grahams and the Fletcher Coxes of the world, I know that they'll be better. But we also, Uh those players I named are also older, so the shorter week's going to hurt them. I don't believe that any time in college you play two games in five days. So how are the Georgia Bulldogs going to handle that, right? Right. So I I don't know what to expect. I'm a little worried. You know, if you're scared, get a dog. Well, I need a dog yeah. for Thursday night. Well, I mean, and, and then it goes down to some of our worries coming in the offseason, right? If the biggest thing is injuries, right? In all likelihood, just so that people know, and I don't know if we'll get this up and they listen to it, but four people are most likely out. Kenny Gamewell's out with the rib injury. Um, looks like Reed Blankenship's going to be out. So then yep. it's who, who starts next to Justin Evans. Uh, Bradbury's out with a concussion. He's in protocol. He can't clear in three days. It's impossible. And then there was one more injury. Um, Fletcher Cox has a rib injury, but I think he's going to go. But uh, but well, still, I mean, that's or I'm not, who am I missing? No, I am think I you got something? the three guys that have been ruled out are Blankenship, Bradbury, yeah, and Gamble. Right. So right. it means well, Rashad no, Penny's no. going to be active. No, and, and we also got to talk about the Kobe Dean, the anchor well, right. defense. Yeah. So that's like four starters right there. Right. Four guys, so, three right. on three on defense from Sunday aren't playing Thursday, right? That's so we're huge. already in it. And think about right. in in the summer how many guys they lost to special teams, which is again, you know, I don't right. want to sound the alarms one weekend, but you look at last year, twenty two starters, if you will, from week one were in the Super Bowl lineup. You know, right? That's yeah. you don't get chances like that every year. That was historic no. health. That was you that know was and we talked about at the time. Um, but you know, you, the big thing is, I I think with the 10 days off after Thursday night's game against the Vikings, you have a chance to really reset the practice, the rest up, and you have three teams thereafter. You should be able to just beat the brakes off of. Yeah. So now you have a Jets team as well without Aaron Rodgers, right? Zach Wilson, whatever their defense is great, but come on. So you could, even with a loss to Minnesota, They'll be desperate. They'll be motivated after getting their doors blown off last year in Philly. They need a win bad. Um, you know, if you can find a way to win this game, amazing. If you don't, yeah. I'm not, I'm gonna be pissed. Partly because I live out here, but partly yeah. because like I, I'm I'm not gonna I'm gonna try not to fly off the handle because I don't know what to expect from this team on a short week with all these injuries, and we just didn't see great football 
in week one. So I'm looking at right. weeks three, four. Like if I see Monday night in Tampa Bay, you know, two weeks from now, basically, if I see Rust, yeah. if I see poor play, if I see lethargic play, if Hertz doesn't look sharp, if All right. you know, whatever, if there's issues that we've seen that are still there three weeks in, then I'll be a bit more radar up, antenna up, you know, red flag, sound the sirens. Right. Right. And there, listen, there is, uh, you know, there's no place like home, baby, just like Dorothy yeah. says. So, yes. Yeah. And that's you know, the one thing I do like. I mean, it's always hard on the road team on a short week. The right. Vikings have had just as little time to prepare. You know, they they've got a quarterback that can be great or just got awful and really nowhere in between. Right. Um, and his track record, you know, he's going to throw an interception Thursday night. You might as well just pencil it down, yeah. put, put the house on it. Yep. Um, it'll just be, can they, can they, can the birds slow him down? The Vikings didn't well, do a whole lot against Tampa Bay. To be well, honest, that, they were at home and they only scored 17 points. Right. And the, so, the good thing also too, is the Vikings, you know, for talking about injuries too, there's, yep. They're going to miss their uh, Garrett, what, Bradbury, their yeah. starting center? Yep, starting so center's I, out. He was hurt in the opener. Right. They also lost another lineman in the opener. He's questionable uh, for this game. Right. That's a so team t- that I saw they generated almost no pass rush against the Buccaneers, and obviously right. their line's a little leaky. I'm not worried about the Vikings running the ball. To me, on no. Thursday night, not at all. You know, no. you've got to you, – the birds have to establish the run and make Kirk Cousins' life help. They do those two well, things, they're going to have a shot to win the football game. Absolutely. I mean, Jalen Carter, I mean, you would talk about bright spots for the game. I mean, he was essentially the best defensive player on the Eagles in that game, if you break it down, you know, according yeah. to pro, pro football focus. But right. your eyes tell you the same story, that he was just, man, he is incredibly talented, and we might have yep. one of the best next upcoming young defensive players. So that and I thought Jordan Davis played played better. You know, he was able to – obviously, we know what he does with the run, but he forced the fumble. He also got his first sack. So I thought that was huge. And he played a decent amount of snaps, which is good, because that also lets you know that his condition is on par. Yep. So Good point. Let me ask you two things. Uh, yeah, gr- but great. where the hell is DeAndre Swift? There's two people we need to get out of the goddamn uh, witness protection yeah. program. Dallas Goddard and DeAndre Swift. I mean, my God. Yeah, and Goddard will catch the first ball on Thursday night. The first pass of the game is going to Goddard. Oh, my God. Can we bet that plus plus 3,000? Just book it. First catch of the game? Um, What did you you make of Jalen Hurts' game? Thought he struggled. Wasn't horrible. Obviously, turnovers are huge. I I just like – but here's the thing, and – you know, I was with a Hertz kind of non-believer yesterday. We won't give out names, but we can all oh, make the God. assumption. <laughs> we can all make the assumption who it is. But uh, no, but um, I, I just think he he just missed Goddard a couple times. He locked in in his receivers. The one time he went through the bomb, the agent. That's the other thing, Joe. Like got in, like it was like we were just doing checkdowns. We weren't really trying to push the ball down the field. And and they were starting their one corner starting corner. They had a rookie at one corner, Christian Gonzalez, good, solid, nice young player. But then the other one, Jack Jones, was out. So now they were putting in a different player. So they're starting one rookie, and what you would think like we'd be able to attack that, and we didn't really do that. 
There's a couple times Goddard, he just, Hurts just missed them underneath. And I'm sure in film study that'll get cleaned up. But the yeah. one was, he goes underneath there. Because in the one to AJ, I mean, he catches a ball inside like the 35-yard line of the Patriots. And he's probably still running. Yep. He might score on that play. Yep. Yeah, he was wide were... open and frustrated at it too. But right, you know, again, the, and this has been brought up, but the offensive line didn't have a great game, and that's why no. again, I, I, no. I liken it a little bit to last year's Week One, where Hertz felt like he was under siege. Now he did a lot of that with his legs, caught the Lions right. a bit off right. guard. He ran all over the place. He was picking up big first down conversions. That wasn't there this past Sunday, but last year Week One, Hertz had to do everything with his legs because they just it was chaos in the backfield. Um, no, no, I, I agree with you. I mean, Lane but, Johnson gave up his first lane, didn't look great. Malvada's yeah. kind of looked like he's six pressures lane allowed, right? I mean, when was the last time never, that happened? So, never, but right. but the question will be again, a little bit older there outside of Jurgens, right. can right. they clean it up in a few days? You know, yeah. like last year, week two was on a Monday night. So, you had an right. extra day to get ready. This year, it's right. a freaking Thursday. Night. I mean, honestly. Can we do away with the early season Thursday games? Yeah. Like, if you want to open the season on a Thursday, I get it. But, like, weeks right. two and three, maybe even four, like, let's get rid of the Thursday game. Well, that's I mean, how it was, if the, right? If the, if when, the, when yeah, it, it would pick up, like, like mid-season. Yeah, yeah. Right. Week eight. That's a great point. Like, yeah. it's going to be a pu- – if it's a putrid product, the NFL doesn't care because they're getting eyeballs right. and they're getting paid. But, like – right. You know, you 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 also paid hard 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 earned money to be there Thursday night. Like you deserve a better product when like Bradbury would play at the game Sunday, fully convinced. Right. Yeah. You know, and he won't yeah. now because it's Thursday. So yeah. whatever. Be that as it may. But again, I'm confident for weeks three and 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 moving on from there. I think they'll get things sorted out. We'll see what they can do on a on a short turnaround. Uh I did see a so I read a piece from the athletic from Alec Lewis, who covers the Vikings. Okay. And he talked about three things the Vikings need to do to have success. And one of them I found interesting. It was last year when these two teams played, the Eagles went cover zero, which, you know, essentially man to man called all out blitz. There's no safety help. Right. And the article did a good job explaining the intricacies of all that, whatever, but cousins last year against the Eagles, was 0 for 6 when the Eagles went cover zero with an interception. So part of, you know, what Alec Lewis was saying is like, if the Eagles go cover zero again, they have to try and do a better job of handling that pressure. And and they had a quote in there from Cousins who basically says like, as a quarterback, he doesn't operate like that. Like he doesn't operate like hot route guy. He operates through progressions, which is why he probably holds the ball too long. And hence, you know, we'll turn it over. He fumbled on Sunday. You know, you can hit them and and rattle them. So the birds, again, they have to get to Cousins in this football game. Um, Josh Job is my, like, sneaky player to watch because he's going to be filling in for Bradbury. If this, you know, youngster from Alabama has a good game, the birds have a chance. And give me DeAndre Swift. He's my other – he's my guy on the offensive side of the ball. You brought him up. Like, he has to have an impact, whether it's ground and pound, control the clock, whether it's a home run type play, uh, you know, break a tackle, take one of the house, whatever it is, I'm giving you Josh Job and DeAndre Swift on each side of the ball. I think this game will hinge in a large part around those two those two guys. 
No, I like it. I mean, so basically what you're saying is when you blitz the quarterback, <laughs> you're often to get pressure uh, and turnovers. Is that is that is that the conspiracy theory that's being confirmed here? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. All right, wait. What, the, un- unbelievable. The middle Zero. the middle of the field was a was a concern for the Eagles. Um, Big time. they didn't Huge. have enough plays in the middle where they're so successful sure. last year. And they got torched by Hunter Henry. Now, I will say in the fourth quarter, I kept waiting for them to go back to Henry to win the uh-huh. game on the on those. It felt like the Patriots had the ball 50 times in the last five minutes with a chance to essentially win it. And they couldn't. So you got to give yeah. the defense some credit. Yeah. But I kept waiting for Hunter, Hunter Henry up the seam or in the back of the end zone with a minute left to win the game. They never went there again. So either the Eagles did something different or Bill O'Brien needs his head examined because they didn't stop it for two quarters there. Um now no, you're without I, Blankenship. Now you're without Nicobe Dean. My God, I don't know how they're going to stop Hawkinson, one of the game's best tight ends. And there's talk, and I would be shocked if they don't do it. it makes total sense. Justin Jefferson's played in the slot, remember? That's why the Eagles yeah. didn't want to draft him. So, yeah. I mean, they could get absolutely torched if the front yeah. four is not getting home. Well, they got to get home. I'll be interesting to see what the side comes in. I've seen times where they've also brought in like what they'll go is like three safeties. So this could be a spot where you might see the rookie, Sidney Brown. He yes. might come up. Like I'd that. like to see him maybe come up in the box. Be a little bit of a gonna... roving linebacker. Exactly right. So like instead of you having – most of the time they, they play sets where they have two di- – Either they'll rock with one linebacker and a bunch of D-backs and safeties, or they'll rock two linebackers. I wouldn't mind if they rock with one linebacker and then just bring in and have Sidney Brown play like that extra, you know, linebacker. Because because the thing is this, too. He also played slot corner at Illinois, so he can also – so he can play corner and safety. And I think any if you saw his highlights from – what was it? The senior bowl. They lined him up against some of the best tight ends. Yeah. And and, and he, he played extremely well, like as far as man on man coverage. So it, we'll see if that, you know, if that comes to fruition, but I'm it, with you. It's a shame that yeah. Bradbury's not in for this game because during camp, they were using him inside a little bit. Right. Know, exactly. In that slot exactly. role. So this would have been a perfect right. game for that. So one of the other things that Alec Lewis and the athletic covering the Vikings talked about, um, he said if the if the Vikings go with that eleven personnel, so one right. running back, one tight sure. end, three receivers, right? Uh-huh. Um, he said in 2022, the Eagles rarely matched eleven personnel with a base grouping, meaning the the big boys up front. Instead, okay. he said in 2021, Decide did not either. So going back to Decide's history as a as a coordinator, so okay. he's thinking that the um if the Vikings want to put in that their uh, their backup tight end in some situations, uh, Oliver, uh, okay. you know, they might be able to kind of control how the Eagles line up then, right, and give themselves some opportunities to run the football a little bit better. Because um, that, yeah. that might mean less Jordan Davis and some of the other, you know, maybe less Milton Williams, whatever, some of the big sure. boys. Uh, Milton Williams had a great game, by the way, week one. So, yeah. you know, it'll be a chess match on on albeit a short week. But um, interested to see how it plays out, and just praying to God the birds show up. And yeah, and I think they what? have to win a close one. They do. Uh, let all right, Johnny. This is this, this this was interesting for me. The line, the Vegas line, the birds are a touchdown favorite. Still, I don't know. What do we'll you make of that? 
that creeps down. Uh, to me, that just tells me they don't think the Vikings are that good. And yeah. They lost to Tampa Bay. Yeah. And they're, you know, and they got to play home game. You know, it's the Eagles opener. That comes into fact. I mean, I'd be Kirk taking Cousins. the point. I'd be taking the points all day if I wasn't an Eagles fan. Right. Right. Exactly. Right. Right. Exactly. And then you have. It's Kirk like Cousins. begging. It's like begging people not to hammer the Eagles. Right. Exactly. So I, I don't but know. Then, Sometimes you can read into the line. I just found that line birds no, minus very, seven. Very interesting. I was shocked. I mean, considering how they played after week one, but I mean, yeah, I mean, they kind of, they tossed them around last year. So we'll see. And Kirk Cousins, it's not exactly a great prime time quarterback. So. Yeah. But outside he, of last year, he's had success against the Eagles. No, against us. Yes. For some reason, which drives me absolutely Infuriating. Nuts. Yeah. It is um, infuriating. I do have a little more, I wouldn't say respect, but now watching the Netflix quarterback series, he seemed like an all right guy. Nah, but I he's just, a nerd. Yeah. Um, but I'll tell you what, though, man. The guy has made some money in his oh career. Oh, my God, I has mean, he ever. Talk about a ski uh, mask. Yeah. Oh, man. You can't reason him out. I got a stat yeah. of the day for you. All right. Good. But it kind of lends into what the hell, all right? So Kenny Gainwell accounted for this is crazy. Kenny Gainwell on Sunday week one accounted for more than a third of the Eagles' total offensive touches, thirty-eight percent. So the the article I was reading called it insane, which I, I tend to agree. With. So Kenny Gainwell touched the ball more times, eighteen total times, more times yeah. than AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard. And DeAndre Swift combined, 18 to 16. Kenny Gainwell by himself, more than Brown, I, Smith, Goddard, and Swift. Yeah. I mean, like what? I expected a nice game. Yeah. For all the Gainwell fantasy owners, and I might have them in a league or two down on the bench. But yeah, that's that's just not good enough. It's just and I was wondering what the run to pass ratio is when I was talking with my brother, but then it, went, it wasn't that out of whack. I'm like, well, how many attempts? I think it was 35 Just, to 26 as far as Hertz passes to yeah, right. runs or so 30, 30, 36, I, 30, 25. Like it was about 10. Right. Yeah, right. It wasn't as bad as I thought, you know, considering. Yeah. But well, so many of those were three and out. So, Siri, like, yeah. you know, John Marks is going one offense or Jillio, one of those. Donkey, one Idiot. offensive touchdown and eleven possessions. I, I want to be yeah. like, all right, let can we can we look at that for a minute because yeah, a couple of them were yeah. in the fourth quarter when you're not trying to score a touchdown, you're literally trying to run the clock. Yeah, well, let's know? talk. What, what what did you also let, let me just put this in here before we just but what what did you make of Nick? going for on fourth and two as opposed to punting the football and trusting your defense. As soon I, I, as soon as the timeout was called, I knew uh -huh. they were going for it. Yeah. I just knew it. And I didn't mind it because the field goal couldn't beat you or tie you. Yeah. Um now when they got a couple first downs and they, I mean they still had that one timeout. That was the thing that kind of rattled me a little bit. Right. Now you feel right. like you have an eternity. But I knew they right. were going for it. The one thing, the one type of play I didn't see, and I would have liked to have seen, I feel like it worked so well last year, was the Hurts kind of keeper where he rolls right 
Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So the RPO puts in the belly of the back, but keeps it, but then he sprints right. And it always felt like he had two options on that side of the field. Similar, almost like the Devontae Smith touchdown. Right. Right. The only yeah. one they had. But it felt like so many times on third and short, fourth and short last year, they put the ball in the belly of the back and Hertz would keep it. And he would it's it felt like he'd always have somebody on an out route or uh or a Goddard over the middle wide open on that play right. last year. And right. I would have liked in that situation, fourth and two, trying to yeah. put the game away. I would like to have seen that um, rather right. than just the standard slant, you know, snap shotgun yeah. snap, you know, trying to right. hit Smith one on one. You got to put in a tight window down low where only he comes up with it. Like, sure. This is a tough play. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. But look, no, I, look I believe in this football team because they have guys that know how to win both young and old. The young guys won at college, and the old guys have won here as recently as last year or previously. So I I know in tight games, this team most most of the time is going to find its way through it. I believe in Hurts, obviously, to lead us in that direction, to lead the birds the, the down the path. But uh, I just this week I'm a little because of the injuries, because of the short week, because right. of the desperate opponent that got his ass kicked last time it was here. And because of a guy named Justin Jefferson on the other side of the field, dude, he he can wreck a game. You know, he had 150 yards on Sunday and didn't find the end zone. Yeah, I mean he's yeah. going he's going to eat on Thursday night. I just I hope they yeah. can. I hope he doesn't wreck the game. Yeah, well that's it, right? So it's like there's two. two you got to worry about Jefferson. I mean Jordan Addison. I mean the receiving core is decent. Yeah. But but Hawkinson, you know, can he get loose and destroys like Hunter yeah. Henry did a little bit? So yeah, yeah I just you can't you can't it, let them get you, know you can't let them get loose behind you. You can't have them streaking across the middle of the field with, right. with yards this, to the, run after the catch. Right. And those are the two things. You know, look, I love Darius Slay. I mean, at times his he runs his mouth a little bit too much for my liking, but yeah. he had a hell of a play Sunday. He's been a he's been a great you know trade acquisition. Um, yeah. But ultimately, if you're telling me he's going to shut down Justin Jefferson back to back years, man, I just I'm not buying it. I hope I'm wrong, but I'm just not buying it. Yeah, no, that's I mean what he did last year. I mean he played against Justin played against Justin Jefferson last year, but anybody's ever played against him yeah. his entire career. Yeah, and, but, so, and I mean, part, was, but part of it is too they they took the soul away from the Vikings early in that game. You know right. what I mean? And that's yeah, and that's what we like got to do in this one. Hurts carried defenders into yeah. the end zone early in that game. You know, from three yeah. yards out, like those are plays that the whole sideline galvanizes around yep. the other teams. Going, we don't want to be here anymore. You know, this Vikings yeah. team is not. Yeah, they had a flair for the dramatic last year, but they also they don't have that winning. They're not there yet. No, and no. I feel like yeah. if you if you if you stomp them early. You got a really good chance. Like I, the start for me is very important Thursday, especially to keep the crowd in it. That's it. That's it. Because once they get generated and going crazy in a frenzy, so I'm gonna make a bold prediction. I think we're getting six QB sacks this week. I don't know. I think we're gonna find a way, man. And I think that's gonna be the difference in the game. I think you just want to win your bet. Well, and then there's that too, Joe. I mean, I didn't really want to throw it out there on front <laughs> street, but. You know, you you peeled the onion back on me right there, but uh, but no, I no, I still think. Now, did you hear about the silly or the funny or the goofy football bet between Glenn Mack now and Mike? Seagulski? I did. This yeah, I was listening yeah. to it over the weekend. Yeah, that's interesting. 
I would have taken the Georgia players in a heartbeat over Hassan Reddick. I'm sorry. Well, so far they got an early lead. Yeah, they're up two you know. nothing. Yeah. Um, all Who right, would did, you so, have taken in that side? Uh, I think Macnell's. I think Macnell's uh, estimate for those that didn't hear it was like Mike Sealski gets basically every Georgia player, and Macnell no, gets Hassan no, Reddick. No, I thought it's the other way around. Oh, sorry, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Sealski has Hassan Reddick. Mac now has all the Georgia players. So from Kaylee Ringo to Jalen Carter and Dean and and it's basically whoever has more at the end of the year, you know, the loser has to buy steak dinner. Um I didn't I think the estimates were high, you know, for some of those guys that yeah that Mac now was putting out there. But I think it'll be pretty close at the end of the year. Yeah, should we'll be a good say, bet well, from, from their perspective. Uh, all well, right, so you said six sacks is the bold prediction. What's the final score? Yeah, my final prediction. I'm going to go with 34 to to 21. I think the Vikings have got some garbage touchdown, maybe late, but it's most of the time we're going to be in cruise mode in this one. So I hope you're right. I'm going to go 30 to 27 birds. Justin Whoa! Jefferson. Justin Jefferson scores twice for the Vikings. Oh, I will God. say though. I will say though. I really think this could be just an ugly football game and you could be looking at 17 to 13. Yeah. 17, 14 type of deal. Yeah. Just because of the, the situation that the two teams are, in. Um, you know, yeah. I just don't think there's enough time for them to get ready. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see a lot of emotion after week one and not a lot of time to get ready, but I do like the fact the birds are at home. Um, all right. One, one last thing, John, made. will yeah. the Phillies finish in the top wild card spot? Yes. All right. You heard it here first. Yeah. Get those tickets for game one. Uh, hey, all right. Oh. Thanks. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Johnny Mita, you're the man. And uh, as always, you go got to go birds. Uh, Brother listener. Love Podcast, <laughs> as you, uh, yeah, we appreciate it. Birds are 1 0, hopefully 2 0 by next time we chat. Till next time, we'll see.